0: I was fifty-five when I stepped off that train into blinding sunshine and a new life in Kazakhstan, half a world away from the life I'd had in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Proud to finally be a Peace Corps volunteer, I was also determined to be successful, and for me that success would be simple. I'd make friends for America in the post-9-11 era. To do this, I'd left behind a life I loved, given away a dog I adored, and abandon the financial security that my work in Philadelphia had promised. I knew there was much I didn't yet know about Kazakhstan and her history, culture, and people, but with an M.A. in sociology, my more recent experience as a psychotherapist, and my husband by my side, I naively thought I had all I needed to succeed. The day my husband Woody and I got off that train, we'd already been in Kazakhstan for nearly three months— been trained in the Russian language—he a bit better than I—learned about a few cultural differences we'd meet, and taken practice classes in how to teach English as a second language, our job for the next two years. Our assigned destination was Jezkazgan, a town once controlled by the now-defunct Soviet Union and built with labor from the gulags to house the workers for the nearby copper mines. It wasn't much like my city of brotherly love, which had been laid out in a systematic grid pattern by the Quaker William Penn in the seventeenth century, and anchored by no less than five public parks. Nor was it at all like the tiny seaside town of Chincoteague, Virginia, where we'd lived temporarily after our Philadelphia house was sold, while waiting for our Peace Corps departure. In jeska has gone, there would be no weekly curbside garbage pickup, no opportunity to walk the beach, and no sound of migrating birds overhead. We'd be there for two years. As I squinted in the glare of the sun, a young woman with bright red hair and denim overalls broke through the small crowd of locals that had come to welcome us and thrust a huge yellow bouquet into my hands. Welcome, she said in perfectly passable English, except that I didn't understand her. These are for you, Without thinking, I offered her one of the Russian phrases I'd committed to memory during training. Minya Janet. Kak My name is Janet. What is yours? Why hadn't I said the more appropriate spasiba, I wondered immediately, or the even more appropriate thank you, since she'd spoken to me in English? At least I understood her answer. Natasha, the fourth Natasha I'd met since we'd been in Kazakhstan.